From Phoenix to London, from LA to around the world, this is the ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man, your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Hey, sports fans, this is it. This is the day you've been waiting for. It's here. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And, uh, you know, it's a good day in the Valley. Beautiful day as always. It know? is always beautiful until until uh, five weeks from now, and then it'll be 100. Then it won't be beautiful anymore. Well, that's okay. Then we'll go in the air condition. Oh, that's <laughs> yes, exactly But right. we'll have... We'll so how are you doing, Ray? Well, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I'm kind of like a la-la I, I just got to say one thing. Congratulations on being the network director of Voice America Sports. It's all over the internet. Oh, well, hey, you're you know, the man. It's a job. You got a better agent than I do. <laughs> you, hey, you know, you, had a, you, you held out. I held out. I should. I'm, I'm firing my agent. Well, I'll tell you what. It, it's oh a job, God. and I'm appreciative of it. It's, it's, a, it's a challenge. It's a new challenge. It's and, a new career. And, I, and I'm happy. You know, I'm I know happy. But one thing about I got it, you know, the press release. Listen, I would have loved to have said that I was an All-American at the Ohio State The University, Ohio State. But that's not true. But what's true? I, I was not an All-American. Where were you? I made All-Big Ten. But that's irrelevant. Oh, you were, no, wait. Let's say that you were All-Big Ten. No, I would, listen, I tell you what, but what? Th- there's going to be an All-American, an All-Pro, an All-World, a Hall of Famer, a General Manager. Uh, you know, we're going to have the best of the best in the world of football today on our show. I am really looking forward to that. Yeah, who, who are these people? Well, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a surprise, but it's not because we let the word out. Well, I think but, we should uh, let everybody know. I mean, yeah, we got well, a lot of people listening right now. You know, one of the greatest ever played the game, Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom is on, going to be on? for the Baltimore Ravens is going to wow, be with Wow, that's us. great. I can't wait to talk to him. You know, and Ozzie's going to be on, and then uh, we're going to have a couple people from the the world of fantasy football join us as well. Oh, that's cool. I can learn about that. Well, yeah, I think you will learn some things about that. I'm always that. in fantasy land. Yeah, and I don't know why, you know, but for some reason. <laughs> it's not about it. football, dude. That's what fan, that's what being a fan is all about. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, okay, and, I, yeah. and, it, and I it's agree. something that, uh, you know, I think it's it's good to have those people on the show to get a chance to. Because, listen, here's a guy who has been everything you possibly could be in football. And I actually got a chance to be a teammate of Ozzy's. Mm-hmm. But as a freshman in college, we played against the University of Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Really? Ozzie Newsom was a wide receiver. Really? That was such a disadvantage for guys like myself to then go into pro football and try to guard a tight end who's really a, a wide receiver in disguise. Mm-hmm. in disguise. So it was just, you know, Ozzie just They're took They're playing tricks on you. They were playing yeah. tricks. He took advantage of all of us. Of course he did. Yeah, and so now he's... Why not? I, every time I go home now, I look at Ozzie. You look at Ozzie? Yeah, he's there. You have a, you have a little shrine to Ozzie? <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, I worship Ozzie. <laughs> you worship you know? Ozzie. And okay. I thank him for... Uh, for being on the show. But, hey, uh, if you'd like to call in and talk to Ozzy, as he will be coming on the air shortly, you may dial 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. And again, I just want to congratulate Ray for being named Network Director of Voice America Sports, and he'll be bringing on a lot of interesting people, and it should be quite exciting. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I think pretty soon, uh, I'm not sure, but uh, there's a chance that uh, Lou and Ozzy may be on the line already. I uh, think they are. Hey, Ozzy, are you there? I'm here. Hey, man, how you hey, doing there? Hey, how you doing, man? Great. Hi. I want to introduce you to my co-host, Fan Man. Hi, Ozzy. Uh, okay, how you doing? I'm Fan Man. <laughs> hey, Ozzy, let me tell okay, you. Okay, Fan Man. Fan Man, is, he, he, was, he would fit right in in the dog pound. Yes, I would. He would fit right in the dog pound back in the days when we were playing in Cleveland. Oh, it was cold. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but instead of that, he's here with me in the studios. And, uh, again, we wanted to thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to, to join us. And uh, I believe we have Lou with us as well. Lou, are you on that line there? I have arrived, Ray. Okay. Very good to talk with you. 
Hey, Oz, uh, as, as we spoke, I told you I wanted you to join the show a little bit and to kind of give us uh, and our listeners out there some insight on uh, what it's like to be a GM. First, I'd like to ask the first question of you. Uh, we played together back in the day of uh, the drive and the fumble, and yep. I, I, I want to apologize. I, I, I want to say to you, Ozzy, I tried everything I possibly could to get you that Super Bowl ring. But <laughs> well, yeah, you know, uh, but there was a guy that was wearing number seven that had a, a orange jersey on that had something to do with that. So, Does his name start with a John? Uh, so he, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he had his many shots at the Super Bowl. He finally won two, then he retired. But uh, you and I both did everything we could do, but uh, they had John Elway who could seem like that he had some magic. Yeah, that day he did have magic. I, I mean, on both of those days, the drive and the fumble, yep. uh, he definitely was was on his game, and uh, that's amazing. And the reason why I, I wanted to kind of start off with that because, you know, Ozzy, those were the last days that, that we played, and you played a few years after that, and I, I never knew that uh, that it was perhaps maybe an, aspira- an inspiration, an aspiration, a dream of yours to become one day a general manager. Was that something that, that you thought about? Well, you know, uh, you know, during that time, Mr. Modell had talked with me about joining the organization, staying with the organization, and we talked about a lot of different things, player development, coaching, uh, personnel, and no one really knew exactly what route. So I had a unique opportunity of getting my feet wet in, in all three. And uh, Ernie Acorsi, who uh, just retired from the Giants, was the general manager at that point. And Bill Belichick was a head coach. So I, I came in under two very good people who really taught me the ropes. And uh, after five years of doing both, I decided that personnel was where I felt like I enjoyed it the most. So that's why uh, I stuck with personnel, gave up coaching, and ended up becoming the GM. Well, let me ask this question, Ozzy, and I want to ask because uh, Lou's on the phone. I'm going to ask Lou to introduce himself after, I, after you answer this question. But uh, let, let's say as the GM, once you became the GM, what was the first thing that you did as the new GM of the Baltimore Ravens? Well, you know, uh, we had just moved here from Cleveland. Uh, we had just hired Ted Marchaboto to be our head coach. And what I did, I picked his brain. As you know, for a guy that had been in the league for as many years as he had the success, then what he thought that uh, we sh- the type of player that we should be looking for, you know. So I, I tried to get as much information as I could from him. I had learned so much from Ernie and Bill Belichick in those first five years. So it was a combination of those three people. But like anything else in life, you know, up until you, you know, get in those shoes or or, you know, get behind this desk. You really don't know what you're doing. And I had to do a lot of adjusting, and I made a lot of mistakes, but I tried not to make them twice. So, in other words, Ozzy, when you, when you, when you got the job, you, you had to fill the shoes, and you're the man. So you had to make those, those uh, decisions. Yeah, the, the decision, yeah, I became the decision maker. But, you know, a lot of being a decision maker is to be able to build a consensus with your group. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. so that's what I started to do is to, you know, work with people, be the person that, you know, talk the less, listen the most, and, uh, and, and to a point that, well, you know, if I could build a consensus between the personnel department and the coaching department, then nine out of ten times I'm, I was going to be right. Is there always a, a, a problem between, the, between those two departments? Well, it's in the sense because coaching is so uh, temporary. I mean, uh-huh. you know, I think what has been 28 coaches – fired in the National Football League over the last four years. Uh, personnel and uh, the GM is more long-term oriented. You know, 
you know, you're looking at a guy and you, you know, you're thinking about what he's going to be like four years from now. So that's where you have to bridge that gap of, mm-hmm. you know, of winning today as well as thinking about the future. And it can be tough when you get to dealing with coaches who are out there trying to, you know, coach and have a team to perform just to save their job for this year. Right. You know, so that, that's where the differences are. Hey, okay, Lou, uh, listen to that response that Ozzy gave us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, what you do there with the fantasy football leagues, and, and, and tell us a little bit about how different what you do in the fantasy league is compared to what Ozzy does, you know, as a real deal. It'd be my pleasure, Ray, and, and it's really my pleasure to be able to talk with all of you and, and Ozzy as well, who was a great player. I, I had the opportunity to watch both of you play those games against John Elway, and to this day I, feel, I still feel that the best team did not end up in the Super Bowl and that's no sucking up from the fantasy guy at all. I promise. I, I, uh, amen to that. Yeah. I really would have did a better job in the Super Bowls. Right. You bet. You bet. Yeah. A more complete team, without question. Yep. Well, from a from a fantasy football perspective, I am the owner, operator, and and primary advice giver for BFDFantasyFootball.com, and it's an advice site, a fantasy football advice site. I've won numerous fantasy football championships in major. Uh, national competitions. Uh, the, uh, I could name them all, but over the last six years, I've won a, a league championship in each and every one of the uh, the major competitions that are out there. Along with uh, with having uh, led a number of them overall in scoring during their regular season. So, as a fantasy GM, it's a thrill to be able to talk with with a real GM <laughs> and, and get some insight as uh, running a team and being right nine times out of ten. If you're a fantasy GM, would be uh, euphoria you you would win your league each and every year i'm shooting for 60 percent of the time and if i get beyond that then my teams will be uh dominant to say the least when when you're picking out players and, and that's really what i'm looking forward to talking with ozzy about too uh the players on the baltimore ravens that would have some fantasy impact this year so long long history of uh winning at fantasy football and giving advice on bfdfantasyfootball.com well, uh, Ozzy, let me ask you a question. I know we were playing for the Browns when we were playing with the Browns, and I came in from Philadelphia. One thing that I, I noticed with Marty's system that was extremely important was we really tracked production. And, uh, guys, by the way, if we hear some music, that means we're going to a commercial break. So if we interrupt you, please forgive us, and we'll go to that commercial break. But, uh, you know, there was a, t- a team and a system in place that we were always interested in production. Each individual, we go into the means, we, we, we look at what we did in terms of the production. Did you carry that over into a system of what you guys have in place now? And if that's, if that's, if that's the case in point, which position are you looking for the most production to come from? Well, I, I mean, you know, when you, you, you start talking about production, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. And how you could get food in our job is to go with statistics. You know, you can have a receiver or running back that can run for a lot of yards and catch a lot of passes, and they just can be products of the offense. And, and if you take them out of that system, then they may not be as effective. So you, you take the production that a player had, whether it's sacks, whether uh, it's, you know, pancakes or, you know, knockdowns or, you know, catches or whatever. But what you have to do is also to look at the, the athletic skills that the, uh, that the player has. You know, what is he bringing to the table? What did he develop from the crib? Because those are the things that separate you when, when, uh, when Ozzie goes up against a Ronnie Lada, when Ozzie goes up against Donnie Shell, it's mano on mano. Right. And now it's all about, you know, you know, who got the stuff that came out of the crib. And then plus, the other part is the attitude and want to, who wants it the most. 
Hey, now, uh, now, Lou, when you look at that uh, from a fantasy perspective, how do you look at production? Sure. It, 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 I really appreciate Ozzy bringing up the stats because in a lot of cases, fantasy players will, will stare at statistics and consider that the, the end-all, be-all of, of selecting. And that's not necessarily the case either. You'll look at, and it's happening in Baltimore right now, in my case, what I do is I look at someone like Cam Cameron, who's now the offensive coordinator. Yep. He produces the statistics that the players get. And as an example, I mean, LaDainian Tomlinson obviously did uh, fantastic with Cam Cameron as his offensive coordinator. Ronnie Brown last year. So that would naturally lead us to Baltimore and say, well, shouldn't Willis McGahee look like a guy who will get better statistics than he did the previous few years in Buffalo and even last year where he had a good year in Baltimore? Could he be a more productive player this year in Baltimore? And I think by looking at the offensive coordinators, you would say logic, logically that Willis McGahee will have an excellent year running uh, the ball for the Baltimore Ravens with Cam Cameron calling the plays. Okay, Luke we got, Luke and Ozzy, we've got to take a break. This is Fan okay. Man Along on the Ray Ellis Show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. If you'd like to call in, you may do so, 866-472-5788. You're listening to G, the GM of the Baltimore Ravens, Ozzy Newsom, and, of course, Luke of Fantasy League Football. And we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a business ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports
Yes, of course, we want you to stay. We want you to stay here and listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And our guest today, General Manager Ozzie Newsom, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, Ozzie Newsom. Newsom. And, of course, Lou's still with us. Lou, are you there still? Yes, sir, I am. Okay, okay. Uh, Jeff, have you joined us yet? I've joined. Okay, hey, hi, Ozzie. Jeff. Uh, Jeff is with us. Hey, Jeff guys. Mosher is our uh, media correspondent out of uh, Philadelphia, the East Coast there. And uh, okay. I think Jeff has even covered the Ravens a few times. Jeff, you have been down here a couple times? Uh, a couple times. Okay. Uh, listen, what I, kind I want... of head coach do I have, Jeff? Oh, uh, you got a gr- <laughs> You know what? I was thinking about this before, Ozzie. You know, I can't tell you what makes a great head coach from another, but as far as a human being and a character guy, I don't think you'll find anyone better. Well, that's what we were looking for. We were looking for character first. You know, if you get good character and then you just uh, add a little talent to it, you, you're probably going to come up with someone that should be around for a long time. Hey, Ozzy, it, so. it's interesting, Jeff. I don't want to cut you off there, but but Ozzy mentioned something that, that for me I think is extremely important. There, there are a lot of young men out here nowadays playing uh, football and hoping to one day uh, become a product of the National Football League. Ozzy, when you look at the, some of these high school coaches out here, is there something that you look to them to help you uh, put a better product on the football field? Well, you know, uh, number one, we realize that there's a tough job with uh, high school coaches uh, in all sports uh, because, you know, they're getting kids uh, that have been basically ruined, you know, through AAU and stuff like that, you know. Uh, so, uh, number one, my hat's off to all the high school coaches, but I think what they need to do is to get back to their core beliefs that, you know, this is what – don't develop an athlete, develop a man. Okay. And then if you develop that man, then he'll become a better athlete, a better, uh, a better person for college or for the NFL. But sometimes, you know, even at that level, you can get caught up with winning and losing, and I would hope that would not be the case. Well, I'm glad you said that because it seems like there's been, and again, you you hear a couple bad things and that, you know, it messes up things for the entire league. And of course, uh, we don't want that to happen. So I'm hoping that uh, those people out there listening and they know the fact that uh, you're trying to do the best you can to uh, give the NFL and and the fans the best product, but you want character people on on the football field and in the front. That's that's nice to hear. No question about it. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Hey, uh, Lou, you still there? Yes, sir. Okay, hey, listen, the draft is coming up, and Ozzy, uh, you know, Lou is looking for production. When you go into the draft, a question that everybody out there probably wants to know, do you pick the best person on the board at the time? Do you pick what you, what you need, or do you pick for something down the road? No, well, you know, basically, you know, we set our board based upon who the best player is. You know, the mistakes that you make if you allow need to factor too much because, you know, you will allow a player that's better to be left on the board and you can take a player in need and that player may not fulfill that need. So you're better off taking the best player, you know, and you don't never have too many good players. You know, the more good players you have, the better team you're going to have. So we do that. But where we do factor in need, if we can get, you know, all our grades and the coaches and we basically see two players very similar – then you can go with need then. At that point, if, you know, if I need an offensive tackle in a corner and they both are graded the same way, then, you know, what is the, the biggest need that I have? It may be corner, so you go with corner. So, but, you know, if you got a great player, if you got a Darren McFadden and uh, you need a center, 
well, you better take Darren McFadden because <laughs> <laughs> right. he's hey, that I, good. Hey, Ray, Ozzie, Ray, do you is, mind if I ask a question sure, on that? Go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Ozzy, does the salary cap figure into any of that at this point? Well, the not it, not really in the draft. It, it, it doesn't because, you know, as far as we are concerned with the salary cap, we're getting the players as cheap as you can get them because they're going <laughs> to yeah. be all playing at the minimum salaries for the first three or four years. So the, the salary cap does not enter into it. Where that comes into play is is when you start to uh, put, enter into the second contracts. That's right. when the salary cap become a player. But we have a rookie pool in place, and so pretty much, you know, you know how much the cap is going to cost. Now, picking in the top five has got to be an expensive thing because, I mean, right now, you know that first pick is going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of a $35 million signing mm-hmm. bonus or guaranteed money. And that's a lot of money for someone that haven't played a down in the National but, Hey, Ozzie, league. that's what we've been talking about. And, and Lou, I'm sorry I called you Luke. I know it's mm-hmm. Lou. I, I made a mistake. <laughs> and I'm right. sorry for that. And Jeff in Philadelphia, we, Ozzie, we've been talking about this where a player comes out of college and he's a really, really good player. I mean, an excellent player. But he hasn't proven himself in the NFL and he hasn't proven anything except that he's a good player in college. And they come out in the first, you know, in the, in the first round, a high draft pick, and they end up getting anywhere between, you know, 13 to 18 million signing bonuses. Do you think that's, you know, real. I mean, in, in the business world, people come in to the business world, and they got to prove themselves. They'll pay them a decent salary and say, okay, we want to see if you can you can do the job that we think you can do. And once you prove to us that you are the type of player uh, all around from, from from the emotional side and the player side, then at that point, then they would get an increase or that could be in, put into the agreements that, you know, as you progress and get better and do your job well and you're a team player and you're going to do your thing, then then the salary increases. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I think, you know, as we head toward a, a new collective bargaining agreement, that's one of the things that we're going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take the, uh, the NBA and, you know, the slotted system that they have, and, uh, you know, to uh, alert a player that if you play well, then after three or four years you can become a free agent, or if you're that good, the team that drafted is going to probably want to extend your deal. So, but right now the reason why there's so much pressure uh, with people picking at the top of the draft is that you have to allot so much cash, not as much cap, but so much cash, right. you know, to that player, and mm-hmm. then that player may not be able to live up to that draft status, and so that hurts you for three or four years. Well, it's one thing that... Feel, uh, uh, I'm sorry, can, do you feel, Ozzy, though, that, that, that what you just said, has that been kind of threatening the competitive balance and the idea of what the draft is about? I mean, uh, you know, it was interesting. I was doing a, I had a conversation with one of the uh, national writers, and he said that uh, over the course of the last, I think, 10 years, seven teams have dominated the top five, the top ten of the draft. And wow. you can name those teams. Wow. Arizona. Detroit, you know, and those teams don't ever recover, you know, right. because they, they change coaches and then all of a sudden this guy doesn't fit. You I mean, I think it was Arizona, Detroit, and Houston were the three teams that have consistently been in the top ten. So, you know, it does hurt you, but, you know, but if you're, hopefully you're in a situation like us, we're in the top ten, that, you know, if we can go up there and get the real good player, then all that does is augment the other good players that we have. Okay, Ozzy, I, I want to ask you a question again. I, I, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon either, and I, I'm not trying to kiss up, but, I mean, does that mean that 
you and your staff there is superior to other staffs? I mean, these people have been in the position of they've been here in Arizona. They, they, it's been 20 years, well, and they it, haven't built a winner. It, you came in there and well, built a winner. I, I, I think, you know, I think they're on the right track right now. Right. I, I think Rod Graves and Michael Bidwell, I think they're on the right track. You know, they had some economic issues there with the stadium that they're playing in. Now they have the new stadium. I think the way they're going about it right now, they've been very methodical in the things. So I think they're headed in the right direction. You know, uh, the problem is having to play catch-up in this league. It's tough to play catch-up, but once you get caught up, you can stay, You at least you can stay with the group. So I, I think the group that they have right now is a good group, and I think, you know, Michael Bidwell is doing a very good job working with Rod and with uh, 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 Wizard Hunt. Well, you know, I, you know, Ozzy, I, I'm hoping too that things turn around. I've been here in a short period of time, and, and Sandman's been, been here I, a long time. I, I've been here 20 years, Ozzy, looking at this, <laughs> and some of the some of the draft picks, they're very, very good at maneuvering themselves into the into the high end with the draft, and they get these really good players, and then all of a sudden they just, you know, they go through coaches every three years, as you well know. Yeah. Um, the the fans here are totally, you know, really upset. They're upset with Rod Graves, to be honest with you. They have, don't like him either, and I don't. We don't know the inner workings on the back in the back in back room but you know what we see on the field and we, then we see a Matt Leinart for instance he comes in everybody's you know raising hell like this is going to be great and then all of a sudden it just falls apart he gets hurt Warner goes in and it goes on and on with these with these high-end draft choices and, and and you're right it's always Arizona and Detroit but you never see these guys in the playoffs well, I, well I, yeah I, yeah and like I said but you know uh, I mean all of us would have took Matt Leinart I mean when Matt Leinart was coming down the board you know, I'm looking at my director of college scouting and my mm-hmm. owner saying that Matt Liner gets here, uh, we're going to take him. But, you know, we could take Matt Liner because we had an all-pro left tackle in Jonathan Ogden, and we had Jamal Lewis, and we right. had some other pieces already in place. Plus, we had a dominant defense. So Matt Liner don't have to be a star. He just has to come in and right. do what he has to do. So, you know, it, it, it takes some time, you know, but... There's so little patience with everybody because, you know, if you continue to lose, you see other people win. And you know what? You get frustrated and decisions have to be made. Mm-hmm. So, But I think, you know, and you, you take the trade that they made the year that allowed us to get sucks. They like sucks, but they ended up getting two players. They got, you know, Brian Johnson and Calvin Payne, who they just happened to lose because of the Fitzgerald right. contract. And Terrell Suggs and, is a great player. You know, and we get sucks, you know. Yeah. So it, 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 it's good to be lucky, too, now. <laughs> good <laughs> for you. sound like a fantasy football guy. Well, I'm just letting you know, man. You know, it's not all about what I do. you got to be lucky, too. Well, well by the what, way, uh, Ozzy, Fan Man's from Philadelphia originally, so remember, uh-huh. patience is, is not a, an easy thing for him, okay? No, 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 no. Those guys threw snowballs at Santa Claus. So I was I one, hey, Ozzy, I was one of them. I was watching that game. <laughs> I was one of them. I was up there. Okay. Well, you know, uh, I, I think we just had another one of our special guests uh, to join us. Uh, I think Jeff Lapp. And Jeff, did you, are you joining the line? I'm on. Yeah, I'm still here. Hey, oh. but there's a, a Jeff Lapp, and you're there, right? Yeah, I'm Jeff, on. Jeff from Razor Gator. How are you? Hey, oh, I'm doing okay. wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Great. Hey, guys, I wanted uh, uh, you know Jeff to also join us and, and, and really make this thing a real fantasy for everybody because, as I said uh, before, not this show but one other show, is you know Jeff is a guy, we all got fantasies to play the game, but then some people don't play the game, but their fantasy is to go to – a, a professional Super Bowl or go to, you know, the Rose Bowl or to go to any, you know, great mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And Jeff's the man that makes it happen. 
I mean, this is a guy that any ticket in the world you can get. And, you know, Jeff, uh, how was the Super Bowl for you guys? Was it, was it something that you anticipated? Did it work out the way you expected it? Uh, the Super Bowl was better than anybody thought. I mean, what a great game, and it, it was just awesome. The whole weekend was awesome in Phoenix. And it, what a great game. You can't well, you, I, I know that Ozzy, as a GM, is, is hoping to get back to that uh, Super Bowl again this year. But uh, yeah, looks but, like but we from got from a fan perspective, which I was a fan. That was a good game to watch. That was okay, a great I mean, game to watch. Yeah. Hey guys, really we got was. some music. I mean, you know, that okay, means we got to go to a break, Jeff. I, I'm sorry, right. Jeff. I'm New sorry. England, we, yeah. The music needs a, a break. Upset if you're from New England, but from a fan perspective, you couldn't get much better. Okay, guys, hold on. We'll be right back. We got to take a break and pay some bills. You're listening to the Voice America Sports Network with a lot of great people. Ozzy Newsom, the GM of the Baltimore Ravens. We have Lou on from Fantasy Football, and we have Jeff on from Philadelphia, and of course, Jeff from Razor Gator. And we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Die, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Die, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. From the Super Bowl to the World Cup and every major sporting event in between. Front row with sports travel insider Robert Tuckman will take you on a private ride into the exclusive world of high-end sports travel. Tune in every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern as Robert interviews key event organizers as well as star athletes and celebrities who attend these events. That's Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I like that music. It's better. It's getting better. It's getting better, man. Week. Hey, I'm dancing <laughs> in my chair. Hey, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And we got great guests on the line today. And I, ju- I just want to go back and, and I want to ask uh, Jeff Lappin from Razor Gator. Uh, listen, these guys are getting ready in the offseason now for next year's football season uh, to get to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you, Jeff, how, how soon do you start your planning for next year's Super Bowl? Oh, we've we've planned uh, for the next two Super Bowls already. Oh, is that right? Well, tell us, give We're, us a look, give the fans a little bit of insight about how you make these fantasies come true. Uh, we go out in the market and, and uh, hook up venues for parties, buy hotel rooms, put together golfing events. We're planning two years out, so uh, maybe three years out for the Super Bowl. So we go we go put together programs in in the markets where the Super Bowl will be held. Uh, you know, several years out. Well, this is truly a. Someone want a hey, question? Ray? Please go right here, guys. Yeah. Ray, this is Ozzy. I have to go, man. I enjoyed talking with you, but I got something else that's brewing right now. Well, Ozzy, we appreciate that. We'll continue with the show, and and, and we're going to invite you back, Oz. We hope you come back with us. You got my number, man. Okay, man. Thank Take you, care now. Yeah, thank you, Ozzy. Okay, thank you. Ozzy, 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 Ozzy that's All not right. a trade for McNabb, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, but you, hey, hey, it was nothing wrong with asking. Hey, you tried, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you guys. Thanks, guys. Bye, see ya. Right. Hey, okay, everybody else, hold on there. Hey, you know, man, it, you know, that, that is exciting, you know, to have a GM on. You know, how many times? I mean, that's a fantasy for me. How many times do people get a chance? Me too. You know, you don't get a chance to talk to these guys, and and and, and, a, and a GM that's won a Super Bowl, and you're connected, man. Well, well, you know what we should have had? We should have had the GM of the Cardinals. On. No, we should have had him listening. Oh, so he can learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. You know, so, hey, so Ray, Ray. Uh, yes, I, I'm a, I'm a sports writer, as you know, and I, and I'm used to getting things for free, a lot of Uh-oh. things. So, Uh-oh. you know, and I shamelessly tell you that. So I'm wondering for Jeff, uh, how how would how any of that golf stuff that you were talking about, uh, <laughs> tickets to big games, uh, it was, you know, we got to connect. <laughs> how come I always get suckered into these things? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff, I told you we Call were going to have offline, fun. Call me offline, man. Call me offline. I told yeah, you we were going to have fun. That's what we do you on this press, show. I got tickets. There you go. go. We, that's what we do on this show. We have a whole lot of fun. And we got two Jeffs. Uh, we got two Jeffs on the show, by the way. Hey, Jeff, the other Jeff, you still there? Uh, depends. Am I the other Jeff or the Jeff? Yeah. Is that Jeff A or Jeff B? <laughs> hey, the one, Lou, the one Lou is still here. Okay, good. Lou, Lou's friend. still here. Hey, hey Lou, <laughs> Lou, I'm glad you're there. Listen, we, I, I told you we were going to have Ozzy on the show. You know, you know, here he is, a real GM. Let me ask you something. After right. talking to him for a couple minutes, hearing what he has to say, uh, now what do you think? How much difference is it in what you do and what he do? He does, oh, it's, you know, he it's does. obviously a drastic difference in, in in the operational day-to-day life of a of a real GM, anyone that could even attempt to equate fantasy football to actually being a GM is really putting a stretch out there, to say the least. But you do behave in some ways that are similar, in that you are analyzing players. You you are going you're going out there and you're trying to figure out what potential is there for a guy that's on the Baltimore Ravens this year. They have an unsettled quarterback position. So what does that mean to the wide receivers, a guy like Derek Mason? So you are behaving in ways like a general manager. The application, obviously, is different because the entire universe of players are open to you, if you will, in the NFL, whereas Ozzie Newsom has just what he's got on his roster and the potential free agents, trades, as well as the draft pick. So there's, there's some fun in the similarity, 
but the application uh, really comes down to to uh, to looking at what what potentially could happen statistically rather than uh, from an actual football standpoint. Okay, we got uh, Jeff Mosher, who is our uh, our beat writer, so to speak, uh, for lack of better terminology. They're covering the teams on the East Coast, in particular, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Lou, do you look to what the writers are, are, are writing in their columns to give you an insight as to what you might expect from your players? Well, without question, I, I mean, I definitely want the free stuff from the Gator, uh, the Razor Gator guy. I, I'll, I'll be, I'll, you know, listen, the fantasy guy sat quietly there, but I listen really well. Uh, I absolutely love to hear what beat writers have to say about the teams because, Ray, obviously as a player and as a beat writer, uh, you, you two have – inside information, if you will, about teams. And although you won't, you, you're not able to give out everything that goes on in the team because it's just like a family and you don't want to uh, give out all that detail, but you do have insight that you can add. And, a, and a, uh, an NFL beat writer really sees a lot of things and can share some of them uh, with the fantasy world that we can you know, glean just a little bit of insight out of and maybe – Find out about what the backup quarterback situation or running back situation would be in a place like Philadelphia where you have two of the better fantasy football players in Donovan McNabb and Brian Westbrook that you're looking to draft. And if you're looking to protect those draft investments as a fantasy player, who do you have behind them that may, may be helpful to your team? And you can get some of that insight from the, uh, the beat writers. Now, Jeff, uh, Jeff Marshall, were you aware that the fantasy guys you rely so much on the things that you write? Uh, absolutely, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, I can talk about this because not only am I the Eagles writer for the paper, but I'm also our fantasy football columnist. And there you go. To me, to me, it seems I, I feel like there's a symbiotic relationship between the NFL beat writers and the fantasy beat writers because they come to us for information, like uh, like you was just explaining. But we also go to them when I'm trying to write my fantasy football columns or scouting for my own fantasy football league, which I won the Super Bowl, by the way. Um, I won two I last to, year. Go, don't, get, don't get cocky. <laughs> no, I, I won two. I, I, I go to their sites and I, because they're relying on their information and their information from other NFL beat writers as well. So it's kind of like we work together uh, almost feeding off of each other to, to you know, disseminate the information. Hey, and, uh, of course, uh, Jeff Lappin uh, from uh, Razor Gator, uh, is it important for you how these guys cover the sporting events, of course, when you've got all these tickets of which you're trying to make fences come true as well? Yeah, we, we are the we, we invest in tickets all the time. And, and, you know, we've got a group of guys who are experts in football and are experts in baseball and are experts in, you know, we've got a guy for each sport. And they write, read everything. They try and read everything that's written about each sport because then they, they get experts. They get expertise, and we base our buying decisions on what's going on with the team, and that's primarily based on what we read. Hey, Lou, I'm I'm, cur- I'm sorry, uh, Jeff. I'm, I'm curious as to this year, this past Super Bowl, you had two teams from two very big markets, you know, New York and New England playing. Yeah. And, and how does that compare to when you have a Super Bowl with maybe two small market teams as far as the ticket availability on game day, if someone wants to, to get one a day before or two days before? Is it, is it different? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the bigger the market, uh, mm-hmm. the bigger the team uh, is going to affect the prices. But everything, weather affects the prices. Where, yeah. the, where the Super Bowl is being held affects the price. Uh, Phoenix was a great town. It was a great day, and, and the prices mm-hmm. held. Two great teams. Mm-hmm. So all that affects prices and, demand, and supply and demand. 
Well, you know, I, if I'm I just called you a day. If I had called you a day before <laughs> this past Super Bowl, would you have had a ticket left? We had two tickets left the morning of the Super Bowl. Wow! Wow! Out of a lot. I bet you made some. Somebody's fantasy came true. Somebody. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, who it, it wasn't ours. You know, Phoenix is an interesting <laughs> place, Arizona, because it's the only place in the country where it's legal to scalp at the stadium. That's exactly right. Oh, right, right. And so I went down there just to experience. You had a thousand scalpers in a, in a roped-off area who were speaking a language I didn't understand. And I'm in the business. And, uh, you know, I felt like, I, you know, I'm in the business, and I felt like oh, I was a little fish with a bunch of sharks. But it was really interesting. It, it really is interesting here how they do with the with the scalping and the and the, a lot of people uh, have fake tickets. I don't know how they how they how they do that, but there's a lot of people got busted. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to be negative here, but a lot of people oh, got busted with no, these fake no, tickets. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, uh, Jeff, why don't you speak to that? Because I'm sure there's some listeners out there. And by the way, Jeff, also, uh, how can people find you guys in case you're looking for some tickets? Because we're going to get into it on the after our next commercial break about the final four. But how can people uh, contact Razor Gator? RazorGator.com. Real easy, just like it's it sounds. Okay, great. Now tell us a little but, bit but about Let those. me make a comment on the fake tickets for the yeah, Super Bowl. Because yeah. it's interesting what the NFL did this year. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be guys who counterfeit things, just like money, and hard to stop, although it's getting tougher with the holograms and all that. Yep. But, but this year in the scalper pit that I just described, mm-hmm. there was an NFL representative with a scanner. Wow. That before you bought, you could go make sure the tickets were real. That's a good oh, idea. Wow, that's fantastic. So that was great, actually. So that means the NFL participated in the scalping of the scalping tickets, of, of which was that's, no, legal. No, 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 that's not legal. fair. <laughs> they made sure people didn't get ripped off. Oh, I, I understand. So, so in other words, Jeff, I go buy the ticket on the street, and then I go over to the NFL, a little, a little, a little uh, merry-go-round, and I say, oh, is this ticket good? And then I got to go chase the, I have the ticket. But they knew, gotta, they knew ahead of time. Uh, yeah. Oh, they knew ahead of time. Okay. Before you bought it, you had them scan it and not exactly. buy it. That, that's okay. that's something just, you want to do before. Uh, I'm just playing. Well, that's one thing that I know the Razor Gator stands by. They, they no, stand by their tickets, no, too. Razor, am I right? No, yeah, we haven't had a, a fake ticket since I've been here. Yeah, I don't um, think Grace Gator being busy. And, and we, we'll tickets. guarantee it either way, but yeah. we, I don't think we've had a fake ticket since I've been here. Right. Hey, uh, now, I, I have that, a question, if I, if I could. Sure, ahead, please. Is it true that... I'm sorry, can I... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, uh, from, there was a little mini controversy in Philadelphia last year because it was leaked to the... the it somehow got out to the public that the Eagles um, were one of many, I guess, many franchises, uh, Jeff, that, that give... A section, a sort of a certain percentage of its tickets to Razor Gator, not free, but have a deal, um, so that Razor Gator can go ahead and do, you know, their online business. Now, is, is that accurate? Is that, is that how does it work? Because you know, some fans feel that, you know, why, why shouldn't the local fans be the first people to get access to those tickets? Instead, they go online and they're inflated for who knows how much more money. Well, you know, every team, almost every team in every league, has deals with online ticket sellers. We have deals with some of them. Um, that's, I, we have deals with probably 10 of them. You can see who we have deals with on our site. We're very open about it. You can mm-hmm. see the logos on our site. Mm-hmm. And that's a deal between us and the team. Sometimes there's some fan feedback. Sometimes there isn't. You, know, you can't please everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think the reality is in the, this day and age that the secondary market is a big market. And, you know, instead of giving all the money to the secondary market players, the teams and leagues want their piece. And I don't blame them. Okay, right. guys, now, listen. What is the advantage that the, the team has of giving tickets to Razor Gator instead of selling them locally? 
Well, hey, guys, we're going to answer that again. after the break. How about that? We answer okay, that question after the break. we got to pay a few bills here. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. And we'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. JackLaLane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We're back. Ellis Sports on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm Fan Man. Along with our guests, we have Jeff, our beat writer out of Philadelphia. And we have Jeff from Razorgator and, of course, Lou from Fantasy League Football. And, uh, Jeff, you can continue that question to Jeff at Razorgator. I'm getting confused with all the Jeffs, but I think you guys have it under control. <laughs> okay. Well, I, w- I was just asking Jeff, to, I guess, to explain the deal that, that Razorgator has with NFL teams that makes it not considered a scalping deal because the NFL has a, a policy against scalping. Yeah, typically our deals with teams are travel deals. So we'll, we'll sell travel packages on behalf of the team, but the team the team the teams do participate in the revenue. I mean, let's not let's you know, let's be blunt about it. You know, okay. everybody's interested in making a buck just like teams and leagues and and again, I don't I don't, you know, and every team has the right or not the right to do this. And um, you know, I don't I don't some do and some don't. 
No, I, I no, really. I think it's uh, it's a business decision. That's one thing about right, it. It's, and it's I, all it is. Yeah, and I've it's said this, I've said this before. When it comes to uh, the players, is that you know players now are faced with a situation where hey, I, I got to go and I got to get what's best for me. Ozzy was on a little earlier, mm-hmm. and Ozzy said something about perhaps maybe they may change the structure of the draft and the compensation may go to a player you know, later in his career. But we've talked about this before. Yeah, that can't happen for football players because the average person only plays what, two, three, three and a half years. years. Three, so right. whereas the basketball players can get the $80 million, $100 million contract in their seventh year or eighth year or, or fifth year, okay, anyway, that doesn't happen. For anyway, football. it was an interesting conversation about these tickets. We're that right now we like to go to the NCAA and we get the Sweet 16 coming up. Is that right? Hey, hey, we hey, hey, coming up this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And, and 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 when we talk about the Sweet 16, Jeff, I, I Jeff Lappin, I know at Razorgate, I know you guys are very much involved in that. Uh, how are things going attendance-wise? It's been some great games. It's been some upsets. And uh, has that affect uh, you know the demand for tickets? And now all of a sudden, people that thought perhaps maybe their team was going to be in, they're yeah, out. They're out. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly how you'd think. Right now. Uh, there was after the um, the last last weekend. There was a big round of buying um, for the people at the four regionals, which is in Charlotte, Houston, Phoenix, and Detroit. And um, you know, and everybody's bought their tickets now. They're they're pretty much sold out. There's some available, but they're they're it's it's been a very exciting year for the NCA. And and the difference, for example, I would say that the Final Four tournament is second to the Super Bowl. But for prices, even in the secondary market, mm-hmm. you know, whereas the Super Bowl is crazy, uh, not affordable to a lot of people, that's just the reality. We talked about it last time I was on. Right. Uh, the Final Four and the tournament is very affordable. I mean, you can get tickets for a couple hundred bucks. Wow. And so, yeah, and so it's, it's a much different kind of, of, of ticket pricing, and it's fairly affordable. Yeah. yeah it, I'm wondering if the, if the NCAA is going to do anything differently, if you've heard of as far as... Um, how a ticket goes with a ticket dispersal or attendance to, to increase the really low participation we've seen in some of those first-round games between two teams playing in Arkansas when they're both from, you know, you, you see it on TV. There's, there's pretty much no one in the stands because maybe a team that was supposed to be good got knocked out and all their fans went home. Is, it, is there some type of discussion you might know of going on the NCAA to how to remedy that? Yeah, we've all had discussions about trying to move more people to the preliminary rounds because there's some great games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but as you said, there, it's sometimes tough because you have two teams from far away playing in a remote place, and it's hard to get to, and who knows if your team will win. Yeah, like you UCLA, know, that's just the reality. Yeah. But they're like, great it's like, game. Right, you know, like UCLA and Western Kentucky. Right. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's far away. I agree. But hey. I went to UCLA, so I'd go to that game. You go to that game, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's just example, the prejudice I have. I never even uh, heard of Western example, Kentucky. A good example, though, is Western Kentucky wound up beating, uh, I think it was um, San Diego, and that, that's a that's game right. that I guess ideally it should have been UConn versus Drake, you know, two teams with a little bit more of a, of a following, and then you, you have a, kind of an empty gym for that. For the, yeah, right. Western Kentucky, game, 72 right. to 63 over San Diego. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, that, yeah. It, it, but it, again, it, it was again, one of those things what? where that's what? not who you thought was going to win the game. You thought San Diego was going to win the game. And, and, Who's and Western Kentucky, happen. right? That's what's so exciting about the uh, about the. About hey, about hey Lou, are you still there with us? Yes, sir. I'm yeah. listening. You know, I, basketball is that one with the round. Thing, the round right? ball, yeah, that's right. Square thing. Hey, that's uh, what I wanted I like to get. The, uh, the odd-shaped ball. That's I wanted to get back to that. <laughs> I noticed you were quiet, and I, and I wanted to ask you that from a fantasy perspective out there. 
Uh, what's the what's the most participation that you get in your fantasy leagues? Is it football, basketball, baseball? Which one is it? Well, it, it, that's a great question. It used to be baseball, but up to about ten years ago, uh, and then football really just started to dominate uh, the uh, the fantasy football scene because it's just easier to follow uh, baseball, which is great. I mean, fantasy b- baseball is a, is a is a is a really enjoyable game. It's every day in most cases, and that puts a that's almost like being a baseball player. There's a grind to it. Whereas fantasy football, it's uh, you know it's a couple, it's one day a week in general, uh, along with Monday night, of course, that you're you're following the actual games rather than every single night. So uh, fantasy football has taken over as the number one fantasy sport, and, and that's what you get the largest participation in at this point. Lou, I can go to a couple of websites and, and even the major ones, ESPN.com, and I can find. Almost fantasy anything these days. NASCAR, sure. they do fantasy golf. Uh, I mean, they really, you know, there are some sites that will bring it down to anything. Why do you think, what do you think is the reason of the proliferation of that? Why has it become so popular in, in so many different facets, not just the major sports? Sure. Well, it, there's interest. It's just interesting to have a, a golfer involved. And, I, and, and, and quite honestly, I've looked into playing fantasy golf myself. I just have, you know, with with uh, with BFD fantasy football, I don't have time to do all the other ones. I, I focus on football, but but it's just it's a lot of fun to have something else going on. And in, you know, I play in leagues where where there's an entry fee and there's there's you know you win a little bit of money at the end of them and everything. Uh, but a lot of people just play for bla- bragging rights, and that is that's just enjoyable. It just it just adds an element to following the whole thing, and it takes. It really does take some of the uh, emphasis away from just, say, Tiger Woods and brings it down to some of those next-level, even third-level golfers, and it's good for the sports. It really It's been, I'll tell you what, DirecTV uh, needs fantasy football, in my opinion. It really does because it, it just it has, a, uh, it has an impact. You watch different games and different sporting events because of it. So long-winded answer, but that's really what it just gives you some, some additional interest in what's going on in all sports. Hey, Lou, that was a long-winded answer, but well, why don't you kind of sum that up with telling people how they can participate. Give us a little bit of information on how those who want to participate in your leagues, how do they join? Sure, I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, well, my website, my advice website is bfdfantasyfootball.com. Uh, BFD does not mean what you think. You've got to go there, and uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> It's birth, football, death. I always say we're born for this. I do. We live for football, and we're going to die doing this, all right? So BFD Fantasy Football is my advice site. And then from there, uh, the Fantasy Football Players Championship, which we'll be drafting in uh, Las Vegas this year, uh, is September 5th, which is a Friday. Uh, We're looking forward to that, and uh, they can participate in that. Actually, that website is on its way. For now, they can head to BFD Fantasy Football and look around there. And, of course, they're welcome to send me uh, an email off the website. Uh, there's a there's a send an email option there. They can do that, and I'd love to answer their questions and uh, and talk with any of the listeners that would like to uh, to add some some input and get some advice from a fantasy football and I dare say it expert. I really do. It's oh. uh, <laughs> I spent too much time to not call myself an expert at this. Okay, and for the man who makes the fantasy of the fans come true, and that is Jeff Lappin, who's the president and uh, chief executive officer of uh, Razor Gator. Uh, tell us a little bit how they contact you guys there, Jeff. Again, you go to RazorGator.com, and it's really self-explanatory. You plug in what you want. And, and there it big, is. Yeah, big final four picture on the front, and it'll get you to the ticket prices for whatever game you want. Okay. And uh, 
you fill out an easy form and the tickets show up in the next couple of days. It's very easy and it's, and it's very safe. And a fantasy comes true. And the fantasy comes true. Jeff, again, thank you from Razor Gator for being on the show. And, of course, Lou from Fantasy uh, Fantasy League and Football. And BFD. BFD. Uh, and, of course, to our roving beat reporter in Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware. Jeff, uh, again, thank you, everybody, for being on the radio And Ozzie Newsom. And Ozzie Newsom. We can't forget Ozzie. Hey, and for those who are listening, I got to say it. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. And we didn't talk you didn't ask Ozzy about kickers. I didn't ask him why. He said you were. Why would he do this? When you see me again, I hope that you have been.